I think MLK is one of the people who said who has said it, but like the budget is a moral document, right? Um, it tells you where people's values are. Um, and it, it really, really can give you an idea of what your alder person values as well, mm -hmm. right? When you're looking at what they're voting for, what you know, what they're asking questions about, what they what they aren't in favor of, it can be really telling. You already know, it's your girl Naira, and this is Shit Talks. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit Talks. Uh, we've got a really cool person here with us from City Bureau. But first, um, I'm Naira. I'm your host. We're going to be talking about all things budget, the work that they're doing, the documenters. I'm not going to say too much. That's, you know, that's your job. I, I got my job, but that's your job. So tell us who you are, what you do, where the hell you came from. Yeah. All that. <laughs> Thank you all so much for having me. Um, it's nice to meet you, Naira. I'm Natalie Frazier. Um, I'm the community manager for Chicago Documenters, um, which is a city bureau program. Um, Documenters is just like regular folks, right? Could be you. Um, folks that we hire to document public meetings. And by document, I mean we pay people to attend these meetings virtually or in person. They go and they deliver a set of notes or they live tweet. And they just tell us what happened at the meeting, right? Um, that could be Chicago Housing Authority meetings. That could be police board meetings. That could be budget hearings. Um, and all of that work is about creating a new public record, right? Um, a lot of these meetings happen, and regular residents don't know that they're happening. So we want to send people there, um, record what's going on, and keep that data public so that everyone has access to it and can know how their level, local government is, is operating. Documenters is kind of like something, it's almost like freelancing, right? You can pick it up when you want. Um, so documenters kind of, you know, they just browse our website and if a meeting piques their interest, they can apply to document that meeting. And um, there's no expectation for how frequently documenters are gonna do the work. So some documenters document maybe once a week, some document once a year right um all depends on people's interests their schedules um so yeah that's so real um i rock with the documenters personally because um i'm the community builder for Southside weekly and uh y'all do our community or the public meetings report uh which is super important because oh i'll be falling asleep sometimes you know <laughs> watching watching that stuff so it's always very helpful to be able to go somewhere and have that information so readily accessible um so that makes me want to ask right like um, why do you feel like that information needs to be accessible? Like, why, why is it important that y'all have documenters going to these meetings? Um, why does it even matter? Yeah, um, as, I, as I mentioned before, you know, a lot of residents don't even know these meetings are happening, mm -hmm. right? And there are some really significant decisions being made at these meetings. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, you know, we send documenters to a regular old city council meeting, you know, like the once monthly meeting, and all of a sudden, you know, funding for the migrant uh, situation had come up and then, you know, like $50 million was allocated in that meeting, right? Mm -hmm. That wasn't on the agenda before. No one knew it was coming. And our documenters being there, we were able to get a hold of like a significant piece of information, right? So, you know, when you hear about like a big piece of money being allocated for a certain thing, right? You have, you begin to think about, okay, where's that money coming from, right? Mm -hmm. How is that gonna impact my community? Um, so it's very important just to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And again, like these decisions are impacting our residents like daily lives, right? Mm -hmm. um, your police board meeting might tell you, 
oh, like there are more, there are more, you know, officers on patrol in my neighborhood for whatever reason, right? Mm -hmm. The housing authority meeting might tell you, oh, more affordable housing is coming to my neighborhood or that luxury development in my neighborhood actually is not providing the affordable housing they said they would. Mm -hmm. So it really can kind of give you some insight into how the city is operating, how it's impacting you, and it can, um, you know, document it can really help you find your voice as well, right? Um, you know, there's public comment at meetings. Documenters don't public comment, um, but a lot of documenters attend meetings on their own um, and are civically engaged in that way. Um, you can find out, you know, if, if the city is looking for feedback on certain things, right? Um, if there is a survey, right? If there, if there is some way for you to have your voice be heard. So um, it's really important just so that, you know, us as citizens can take back our power um, and just realize like our voices can be heard, right? Voting, Chicago votes is super important. There are so many other ways to be civically engaged yeah. throughout the year. That makes sense, that makes sense. So um, first of all, thank y'all for doing that work. It's super important, but I also think that it's amazing. Um, you know, just the ability for folks to freelance and be able to find like what it is that they wanna do. I feel like it's always, an amazing avenue for people to discover themselves and how they can be involved in what their calling is in this like greater idea of the work when other organizations open up the work that they're doing to just like the everyday person. So I appreciate y'all for doing that work. You touched on the budget, right? And how money is spent. Um, what is the city budget process like in simple terms? And you also talked about how like these decisions affect the day-to-day -day person. Like why, why should I give a damn about the budget? Um, but what is that process and like how does that affect me? The the city budget is, is just like, it's a massive process and it's actually just like a massive document. Um, so it's a lot to explain, but I just want to start off by saying everybody should be concerned about the city budget, mm -hmm. right? Everybody. I mean, down to like teenagers, right? Um, it's a lot in there that's impacting all of us at tons of different levels. But first and foremost, the budget is basically how our city is going to operate for like that next fiscal year. So um, the process usually begins in October. Um, whoever the mayor is has until October 15th to propose a budget, right? So they just propose something based on um, the numbers from last year, right? Like what kind of federal funding we're getting, you know, uh, there's, there's usually like a projected, you know, deficit. Um, and so the, the mayor, um, you know, they're able to put together a, a proposal. Um, so after that proposal is put together, we then get into budget hearings. So, um, late October, November, even early December is budget hearings. And so in those budget hearings, um, you'll have city council members getting to talk about what their committees have done, right? Um, you know, maybe housing, right, might be one example. What have we accomplished in the last year? Um, you know, public safety might be another example. What have we done? What do we need funding for to continue? And, and where do, you know, what will that money be going towards? Mm -hmm. So city council members are sitting in on these hearings. It's about two to three hearings happening each day. So it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. Um, and documenters are covering those hearings. And so in those hearings, we're, we're basically just talking about what happened last year and what we want to do next year. Um, and so there also has to be one public hearing. Um, and that is, you know, supposed to be a space for citizens to come and share their grievances, right, mm -hmm. with the budget, you know, where they think more money should be allocated, what they think they need. So there is some actual, like, points in this process for people to get involved. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, keep your eye out for that. Um, and 
individual alder people, some of them actually have community budgeting processes. Um, and so if you, you know, keep your eye to your alder person, if they have a newsletter or they're active on social media, they might actually be trying to get their residents involved in a participa participatory budgeting process. Um, so like after those hearings, right, there is one city council meeting uh, where, you know, after the proposal is approved, the, the all of the alder alder people get to vote on whether to approve the you know the final budget um, and that's usually a long um, very interesting kind of wild meeting and that's where we do budget bingo because um, it's just like a lot of drama a lot of a lot of stuff going on and then finally the budget the city has to approve a balanced budget by December 31st. So you have a process from October to December where it's a lot of just observing, right? There's not a lot of time to jump in and get involved as a resident, but there are a few, few points. So you really have to kind of keep your ear um, to, you know, the, the, the scene, the, the budget scene and just, it's a, it's a lot of long meetings, um, but there is a lot happening mm -hmm. in those meetings. And you touched on this a little bit, but like, you know, what are some examples of ways that like budget decisions can like negatively impact residents, like just the day-to-day -day person, right? Like, you know, maybe I don't care about school budgets because I don't have any kids or maybe I, I don't, whatever the case yeah. is, right? But there are other ways that I might be impacted by the budget. What are some of those? Yeah, so, um, you know, there there are a lot of lot of things to look at, but I think a budget deficit is, is usually a, a big deal, right? When the city uh, does not have enough money to fund whatever it is we need to fund. I think this year it's like um, $538 million. Um, and I think in the past, how your, how your mayor chooses to make that up is a big deal. Mm -hmm. In the past, property taxes has often been um, kind of one of the ways that the, the mayor is going to attack that. But uh, Mayor Brandon Johnson has said that he won't do that. Um, and I think that that is being reflected in his budget. Um, so Which means that people's property taxes will go up. They won't. Uh, but before, like, yeah. yeah. So, like, when looking at the budget, if there is a deficit, as a citizen, you want to be saying, hey, how is my government going to make up that money? Because it's probably coming out of my pocket. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what is that? Is that going to be, you know, like, for instance, Lightfoot, uh, Mayor Lightfoot, the previous mayor, um, you know, uh, up the, I think it was, like, the municipal finding was, you know, like, your, I'm trying to think of the way to say it, um, like if you were speeding, right, it was a smaller uh, window. Like, oh, right, so exactly. it was like if you're going six over the speed limit, exactly. you get a ticket instead of like 10 or exactly. something. Yeah. So that was one way to try to pull right. funds from residents. So you have to watch out for that when there are deficits. Um, but like um, I think one way like, uh, Mayor Johnson is making up things is um, kind of eliminating vacant positions, right? So, um, you know, that could impact, fo impact folks who are looking for jobs at the city, right? So, you know, um, that's one way to think about it. TIF funding is also something that impacts a lot of folks, um, you know, in neighborhoods that, you know, might not even know that, that there's a TIF in place, right? Which like, is? Um, a TIF is tax increment funding. Um, and it's kind of like, um, it can be a bit shady sometimes. It's kind of like the city's way of, of wrapping up money, um, you know, within neighborhoods and being able to use it like wherever they want. Like um, the Lincoln Yards was a, a big um, kind of like controversial use of tax of TIF funding um, during Lightfoot's term. So 
TIF funding, you know, is raised like through, you know, a plethora of ways within within one neighborhood, but the city has like carte blanche to just use it all wherever. over, mm -hmm. right, wherever and, and not necessarily in that neighborhood. Exactly. So, um, you know, you know, if you're in a neighborhood, especially mine, like I live in North Lawndale, mm -hmm. I don't have a grocery store next to me, right? Um, there are like three closed down schools within like a mile radius of me, right? Um, I'm someone who wants to be looking into how TIF funding that was raised in my neighborhood is being used, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is it going to impact me positively at all, right? Like, mm -hmm. is my neighborhood gaining anything? Um, so, you know, I think deficits is a, is a big place to look. Um, but also, you know, there's some positive things happening too, right? Um, we've got ordinances on the table. So ordinances also come up um, during budget season, right? And one of those right now is bring Chicago home, mm -hmm. right? And that is a, a tax that is supposed to hit wealthier folks, um, which is going to help, you know, unhoused people in the city. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of, lot of different things on the table. Um, you know, I think there's like 76 million more being allocated for youth employment, right? Mm -hmm. So when, you know, I say like everyone should be looking at the budget Everyone, right? If you're a teen and you're like, oh man, I, I wanted to be a lifeguard this year. You know, there was no money allocated for my park district. You know, looking at the budget really might give you an idea of what your summer, you know, job opportunities it's might look, look like. like. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. sure. Or even thinking of like other things that are funded, right? Like maybe like after school matters, isn't it? Or things like that. Yeah. Like even, even for young people being like, oh, there used to be money for this thing, but there no, no longer exactly. is. Or how is my school like getting money? How is that money being distributed for your schools? Things like that. Yeah. So CPS, so Chicago Public Schools actually has a separate budget. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we have like our general operating funds. Mm -hmm. And so I think uh, Mayor Brandon Johnson in this um, budget has allocated like a hundred million additional through TIF funding into that like operating fund mm -hmm. and that general operating fund is a way to kind of use money that you know is in separate budgets right like mm -hmm. like um, CTA things like that you can kind of take money from that general operating fund mm -hmm. so um, they think some of that hundred one hundred million is going to go to schools mm -hmm. going to go to programs um, a lot of additional funding for mental health care as well. Um, we have, I think, 43.1 million has been allocated to keep existing mental health clinics running and to open two more, um, which is one of the mayor's um, campaign promises. Which is so, a treatment, not trauma. Right. Treatment, not trauma and opening like opening, which, you know, um, includes opening more mental health clinics. Mm -hmm. So I think he's checking a few of the boxes that he um, he promised he would. Um, but again, like things do get messy during this like budget hearing process. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you have to definitely, you know, look and see like what, what's being negotiated, right? Like public safety and police are a really big piece of the budget that can get really tense in city council. Um, and you know, definitely is something citizens should be looking at, right? Um, right now, you know, that police budget has increased slightly, I believe, which is something that the mayor said he wouldn't do. But when you look at the numbers, I think a lot of it is adding folks who are not actually police to like our alternate um, care response, right? Um, mental health workers, um, you know, adding employees to like our community safety um, center, uh, CSCC. So, 
it, it's just a, it's a lot of layers to it, but it, it definitely tells a story, right? Um, and just as a resident, it, it's really going to give you an idea of what uh, your mayor takes seriously, right? Um, I think MLK is one of the people who said who has said it, but like the budget is a moral document, right? Um, it tells you where people's values are. Um, and it, it really, really can give you an idea of what your alder person values as well, mm-hmm. right? When you're looking at what they're voting for, what, you know, what they're asking questions about, what they, what they aren't in favor of. Um, yeah, it can be really telling. That's so real. And I feel like it also touches on why it's so important to pay attention to like local government. Right. And, you know, cause I think that there's a, there's so many layers just in general when we think about like local government, when we think about what's going on with the state and then on the national scale. And I feel like some folks may feel like it's the national scale and then the state and then your local government, whereas it might be the other way around in a lot of cases in what you should prioritize and what's important because obviously things that are happening in retrospect affect us, but the stuff that affects like literally your like day to day, like leaving out my house and getting on the bus and going to work, like all of those facets are affected by your local government. Yeah. Talk to me about like you touched on budget bingo. What is what is budget bingo? It sounds fun. It also sounds messy and shady, but what's that? It's a little bit shady. Um, so budget bingo is something that um, City Bureau, we, we got the idea, the idea from another org. I think it's an org in Seattle. Um, but we've been doing it like three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do it on the day of like the big city council meeting where they're going to vote to approve the budget. Mm-hmm. And so we have a documenter who's live tweeting. Um, so they're kind of live tweeting the budget. And then we have our staff who's kind of monitoring like the, the bingo squares. So the bingo squares have like random stuff on it, right? Like little, little jabs at our city council folks, right? Like, you know, is this, is this city council person, right? Gonna, you know, (laughs) ask a question, you know, like ask the same question over again or like, you know, like for example, they play really like like a weird kind of R&B playlist yeah, during it. R&B songs. Yeah, it's it's a little bit strange. Um, <laughs> it's virtual, you know, so like the camera will be on the city seal sometimes for a while. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, how many times are people going to, you know, mention a certain ordinance, treatment, not trauma, bring Chicago home, right? You know, this year it's Brandon Johnson going to like mention getting swole, right? He's been talking about like getting his physique, um, physique up. So, it's it's fun, but it's also like, you know, just to get people involved, to get people watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and we give out prizes, right? Gift cards, city bureau swag. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, folks will tweet, you know, tweet their, you know, council people, people will respond. So it's a fun way to engage. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just, just know what's going on, right? Know, and we also are doing a budget watch party with Chicago Votes. We'll have snacks and drinks and just, you know, essentially be documenting in person together, right? Mm-hmm. What did that mean? You know, mm-hmm. what does it mean, you know, infrastructure budget, you know, what what does that entail? The public safety piece of the budget, the general operating fund, right? And really getting into um like, oh, this is that like a another way to say this this organ you know, this agency is getting that money because the budget can get a little bit messy. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that'll be fun. But we're all about just getting regular folks engaged in the budget conversation um, because I think we found that we really can have an impact, right? When we when we show up to those meetings, those public hearings, when we talk to our older people, when we show up to the city's budget hearings, you know, 
when we show up to just, you know, whatever it is, survey anything, when we just speak our mind, we really can, you know, make an impact. And um, yeah, yeah, just just keep in tune. It's a lot. The meetings are long, but Documenters coverage is available at documenters.org. And you can just search in the tab, you know, budget hearing and, you know, all of the budget hearings are going to pop up. And you can read what we've written, right? Like a synthesized version of the meeting, or you can read our, our tweet threads. Yeah, that's so real. And that's very real, I think, like, you know, um, showing uh, folks who are making these decisions, showing your older people that you care. They're like, all right, let me make sure I'm on my piece, because, like, they're watching, they're paying attention, they're sharing this information, so I can't just get away with stuff, you know? Exactly. Especially because we're in a beautiful time where, like, the Internet is a a chasm of disgust sometimes, but it's also like such a research and yeah. such a resource and it's a beautiful time to be able to share information. Um, so that's very real. I also just wanted to ask, why do you think it's even important to have those aspects like budget bingo or the, um, the watch parties that make this work so communal? Yeah. Like, why does that matter? I think a budget is communal, right? Because at the end of the day, this is money for all of us, right? We live here. Um, it's something that we're going to experience together. And I think events, you know, where we're able to bring folks together and show them like, you know, this is impacting all of us. We, you know, we're powerful together. Um, and we also are a community. Like sometimes I feel like, you know, living in such a big city, you can forget that, you know, you're here with a bunch of people. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're not necessarily, you know, strangers, right. They're neighbors. Um, so I think that's a better way to think about it. And also, I think events like bingo, budget bingo, and the watch party make the budget easier to digest. Like, it's it's hard, you know? And I think sometimes they make things intentionally difficult. Um, and so I feel like these events just help us to, you know, kind of get into things and, and begin to comprehend. I mean, like, you know, I've been keeping up with this for a while, and it's still hard for me to understand sometimes the distinctions between the agencies and the different ordinances and, you know, the corporate fund versus the total budget. It's a lot. And so I think, um, you know, distilling it down sometimes to a game or, or, you know, some kind of fun event can make it a lot more um, just legible for regular folks. Mm -hmm. More palatable, too. Um, and also, uh, if you don't understand what's going on, you can always look to somebody or have somebody who's in community with you that you know is interested in and involved with this work that you can talk to. I just wanted to ask a little bit about yourself. Like, what brought you to this yeah. work? You said you've been doing this for a little bit, so. Yeah, yeah. I um, actually was a city bureau fellow um, in 2020, um, you know, during kind of like the height of the pandemic. And we were doing like um, some work on like evictions, like illegal evictions, and we were just sending folks letters. And I was like, man, this is really cool work, just informing people about things that are accessible, like via city websites. And like, you know, like the city is kind of giving this information out and folks still don't have it. They don't know they can access it. So I got really interested in just like civic stuff, you know, city services. Um, and I think after that, I'm like, you know what, I want to work for City Bureau. Um, and so I, I came into this community kind of coordinator position, working with documenters and really just fell in love with like helping regular folks figure out how the civic landscape, you know, works 
and how they can make change, right? Or how they can share and, and really impact their communities, right? When I start seeing documenters applying for grants to like beautify parks and winning or like, you know, making suggest- suggestions to the ethics board and then taking the, you know, the suggestion or, you know, kind of telling the police, to, the police board, like you need to put your agenda up 24 hours before, because that's what the open meetings act stipulates, like, and seeing them like actually do what we asked, like that was very powerful for me. And I'm like, yeah, I want to keep doing this work. Um, Cause you know, like, I feel like we've made so many changes uh, just with the, the documenters program and the, in the years that we've been doing it. And it's just so empowering for residents, right? Even when they stop documenting, um, to see folks are still civically engaged and um, and still just, you know, just in tune with their local government and, and making change. It's, it's just really important to me. So I love it. Yeah, that's very that's very powerful. Um, I also just think that sometimes um, like civic work and just being engaged um, can feel very like bleak mm-hmm. and almost like, you know, just like everything is like so messed up or whatever the case is and being able to see like that silver lining or see the fruits of y'all labor is always like more empowering like yes stuff be messed up but also like when we speak like people listen um and and that's very motivating so if anybody's thinking about doing the work you know what i'm saying you might get a couple gray hairs but you know (laughs) you know (laughs) how can people get involved you touched on um where they can go on the website, uh, how can they tap in if they want to be documenters or read more of the yeah. work? Um, so first thing first, become a documenter, right? You don't have to commit to anything, but one training is two hours. You get to hang out with me. Um, oh my gosh, so, that's, that's it. That's all you okay, need. Okay, <laughs> that's all you need. So uh, our next training, that'll be coming up in early November. Um, and that's usually in person. And then we do um, a like a follow-up like civic training called covering your local government like the next week so all of that'll be early november um as far as this month right tap in with your alder person right if they have a newsletter um just start following you know uh documenters coverage at documenters.org type in budget hearing you can find everything or you can follow us at shy documenters that's c-h-i documenters we'll be retweeting all of the coverage from our documenters yeah, quite a bit coming up. Yeah. If, you know, the best way to tune in is to become a documenter because then you're going to get all the emails and, and all the info from me. Yeah. And make sure, you know, you keep up with the work the City Bureau and the documenters are doing. They're always doing great work. There's so many ways to be involved. Everybody's not called to do the same thing. So, you know, try it. See if you like it. And if you don't, still do it anyway. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> beautiful. Cool, cool, cool. Well, thank you so much, Natalie. Thanks for chopping it up with us. Yeah, it's been a great time. Um, once again, I'm your host, Naira. This is another episode of Shit Talks. I hope you learned some. You know what I'm saying? Go rub some lotion on your elbows. It's getting cold outside. Peace. <laughs>